You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Finding the good in people and situations is something that I'm proud to do. And yet it has not always served me well. Sometimes it's just time to go. Let's talk about what that means in reference to your own healing and the environment that you choose to do it in today on Pause on the Play, where it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. Okay, so story time. I have some thoughts, but I'm actually going to guide you through this using a story of my own. This is something that I did experience. Full transparency, I will change a few things just to kind of protect those involved, not because they're innocent, but because the purpose of this is not to necessarily call out the individuals. It's to use this as an opportunity to showcase how this could work for you. And I, I want to let you know that this is an opportunity for you to kind of question whether or not you've been in a situation similar. Not because the situation itself is something that you've been in, but the themes, the way that things are playing out, uh, the responses to things. And I think that when you're able to maybe see yourself or something that you've experienced in it, it can help to bring some clarity and some like, oh, yeah, that. So let's get into it. I had a group that I was in and this particular group, it was an online group. So um, I want to acknowledge that because sometimes online definitely can have some different dynamics than in person. And I was <laughs> for a long time, the only person of color in this particular circle. And then I became one of less than three at any given time, um, people of color in this space. And I, it, it really didn't bother me, to be honest, because I've been the only or one of few very often. And that doesn't really pose an issue for me. It can sometimes have its own challenges, but I don't, I don't really have an issue with that because I am who I am and I don't feel as though it takes anything away from me. Um, I also am not willing to be in a space and kind of play the game of like, 
I am your magical black friend, aka the the magical Negro. Please feel free to look it up if you're interested. It is an actual concept and it plays out very often in uh, television and movies. However, that wasn't that wasn't really it either. Now I think in hindsight, some people may have felt that way in their own heads inadvertently, but that was not the role that I chose to play. Um, and so I, after a while, on my own journey, began to notice that this space didn't feel the same anymore. And it wasn't serving me in the same way. And my comfort level and my desire to interact and support and do the same things that I was willing to do before shifted. And I didn't notice it until I did. So it wasn't like it felt like oh, here's this or here's this. It just kind of all of a sudden was like, what the hell happened? So I didn't really recognize it. And so, you know, one of the first things for me was that I, when I did notice it, I didn't share it right away because in my head, I'm like, oh, I might be a little, a little more like sensitive to that being something wrong because of course I am the minority here. And I know that sometimes it can be easy to feel like, am I feeling more sensitive because I don't have any other frame of reference of anyone else here that looks, lives, or loves like me to kind of offset it. And it wasn't that I thought that it was anything wrong with being sensitive. It's just that I didn't necessarily know that it was an issue. I was also going through a very difficult time in my life. And so I was very raw for a number of reasons. And so I didn't want to assume that it was something that maybe it wasn't. So I didn't have an opportunity to kind of have that early detection of like, hey, this isn't feeling so good. Can we address this early? So there was nobody else I could mention it to, to begin to kind of fix it because I couldn't quite wrap my own head around it. And it was never anything blatant, which is why if it sounds like I'm talking around that I'm not, it's because there wasn't anything that was like, oh, you you said something that really was offensive or you responded to me in a way that didn't feel good. It, it, there wasn't anything blatant. I just, my intuition was like, this isn't, this isn't the thing. So because of that, then there wasn't an opportunity for, you know, the people in the, like the leadership position to do anything. Now, at one point, <laughs> it did kind of begin to come to a head. There was a um, kind of messaging area where we could share things and be able to get support from one another. And I started to notice some people coming in with white saviorism, wanting to take credit for, I can fix this. I started to notice tokenization happening. Um, people feeling like, you know, me <laughs> and the one other, at that point, black person in the space kind of became the black friend. I noticed that, um, my face and, and testimonial was used a lot. And I'm like, wait, is this because I'm your black friend? I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. And I also noticed some of the things that were happening to other individuals of color in that space. So at that point, I actually did bring it to leadership. And the reason that I bring that up is because I wanted to give them an opportunity to respond 
But I also wanted to give them an opportunity to respond without imparting urgency. Because whenever you decide that you want to push, like you need to answer me now, you might get a reaction versus a response. And you would much rather get a response. Reaction is probably not going to (laughs) be to anybody's benefit. So you really want to kind of say what you need to say, but just kind of give a second. And so, like I said, I'm in here, life is happening. I'm starting to feel some things. And then some things really started to happen. And I'm like, uh, I need you to know. And I shared. Okay. And so now I'm at this point of like, okay, is it possible for, you know, a conversation to be had or, you know, kind of what's going to happen? Because I wanted to give myself a space to consider how do I want to move forward? Do I want to talk about this? Do I not want to talk about this? Is there a chance for this to be repaired? Um, And whatever the answer is, is always going to be okay. But in this situation, I really did want to talk about it. I wanted it to be, be corrected. I didn't want to not be in this space. I have, have watched people be in situations where they wanted to address what was happening, but then they didn't want to be there anymore. And so the addressing was because they wanted an opportunity for the air to be cleared, but that it was okay to part ways. I didn't necessarily want to part ways. I wanted it to be fixed. And in hindsight, I think leadership probably wanted it to be fixed too, but they weren't capable of it at that point. The response was next to nothing. Oh, thanks for sharing. Sorry you feel that way. It's kind of it. <laughs> I am I am summarizing, but not by much. I wish I could say I was. There wasn't much to happen. There wasn't you know, I, I don't want this to be an environment that you feel this way. Can we talk further about this? Are you are you open to having a conversation about this? You know, you're a valuable uh, member of this space, and I want you to feel as though you can be your whole self at all times and to feel uh, as as comfortable and safe as possible. Um, you know, what can we do? That wasn't the dialogue. The dialogue was first of all the response was very like, it acknowledged it, but it wasn't opening the door for further conversation. It wasn't acknowledging that this deserved further conversation. It kind of was just like, okay, thanks. And no, again, it was not exactly that, but that was how it felt. It felt like, so I'm going to tell you that you hurt me and you're just going to be like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know I hurt you. Thanks for letting me know I didn't help for you to not be hurt. And it felt terrible. This was someone that I was giving my money to, my time, my energy. I was supporting them. I was talking positively to them, about them, to people that I was in circles with. And then this was how I was treated. It felt terrible. And I had a lot of anger about it. I was pissed. I was highly pissed. And it was me being upset for me as the individual. But then at that particular point, there was also the weight. From a diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint, this is trash. This is trash. You say that you want to do certain things. Your actions are clearly showing you don't want to, don't know how to, or are unwilling to make the changes to get there. That was where the problem really came in for me. I was like, oh, hell no. And so for me, once I had wrapped my brain around that, once I was clear that there was no repair 
that would happen, that there was no opportunity for things to get better, that there was no way that this individual individual would be able to understand where I was coming from, let alone where I wanted to go in this space, and that I needed to be my entire self throughout that process. Yeah, mm -mm, I can't. I can't be here anymore. And so I had to take a moment to really work through how was it that I felt about leaving and then how did I want to leave? You know, I was not going to leave in a blaze of glory, so to speak. <laughs> That's not necessarily me. However, um, I didn't know if I wanted to acknowledge or if I just wanted to exit or kind of what I wanted to do. And there was a point that when it came to like the actual kind of shared communal space that I was in, one day I was just like, I'm done. And I just, I just left the space and that was it. I was done. That particular piece of it, I had nothing to say. Nothing. There was nothing to be said. And I have in a lot of ways kind of taken that person out of what I'm going to call my bubble. And I feel like when I mention that, um, it's kind of like, you know, do you follow this person on social media? Do you have to see them um, in a group if it is something in person? Uh, where are like these kind of intersections and having to kind of decide what you want to take out of your bubble? Because sometimes like you just don't want to virtually or in person cross paths, at least for a while. Well, because I think the healing is another piece that's really important here. And you need to be able to figure out like, can I be exposed? to this individual. And if it's a no, that's fine. <laughs> take them out of your sphere, period. And for me, I kind of needed to take them out, but they weren't taken out completely, which is why it did feel like a dig every time I would see this individual and their group still having my black face and testimonial toted out. I'm not even here. This particular thing that you're doing now, I don't even know anything about it. So you're out here putting my testimonial on something that I don't know shit about. Ethical much? Just saying. Just saying. And there was a point where, yes, this person absolutely, I was on board. And it wouldn't have, have crossed my mind to think anything of it because I knew how they would have showed up across all things that they did. But having to witness how they were not supportive of me and other people of color in that space when things didn't go well, I don't have that same faith anymore. And so therefore, I don't know what you're doing anymore. And I don't know whether or not the, you know, program that you are putting my testimonial on, I don't know if it is what I would have previously vouched for because I would have vouched for you as a human. And so therefore, I would have felt like, yeah, it's cool. I know you're good. And the reason I'm telling this story is because I think it's important to really question to yourself, if you can heal in an environment that's infected. For me, that environment was infected. And this is all my particular takeaways. This does not mean that it was that way for everyone else. But for me, it was infected. It was infected with mistruth. It was infected with biases. And it really felt like it was infected with ideas of what maybe really happened versus what I felt like happened. And I tend to feel like there's my truth, there's your truth, and there's facts. And at the end of the day, 
I just didn't feel good about it. And that was enough. And an environment where I don't feel comfortable to be all of who I am and to feel as though I am as, as safe as I can be at any given time, I don't need to be there. I have to prioritize my own mental health and well-being over anybody else's spaces, period. Being here for someone else that is me not being there for myself, oh no, we're not doing that. That's out. That's absolutely out. Not happening. And so I wanted to kind of share this experience again of where I started in a place that I felt really good. Things changed. Life was changing for me. Challenges came up. I acknowledged the changes for myself. I (laughs) said, hey, this is what's happening. Shared it. And then what happened next and what I needed to do. And I lay this out because it's something that, you know, again, we talk about everything in pause on the play the community, but I feel like being able to really talk through what you would like your, I hate to call it a workflow. That sounds so un, <laughs> like so unpersonable, but kind of what's the, the path that you would want you and someone else to walk together if someone didn't feel good about something or someone didn't feel as supported or someone didn't feel as valued because sometimes that can happen. And sometimes it's just because there's misunderstandings or something just wasn't made as clear, but without having a, a path to get through, to get to clarity, you stay in muddy water. And so I, I, I give this to you as an example of what this was for me. But I'm actually going to share the workflow that I have kind of created for myself from a professional standpoint, as well as the kind of personal nuances of it that really humanize this of what happens when the unexpected happens and how to navigate these uncharted waters. I'm going to bring this into pause on the play the community because I think it's a very valuable thing for us to discuss. And I'd love for you to be there. And to be able to have this discussion and have access um, to this exercise for you and those that you interact with, your brand, your team, so that you can really kind of dig into how it can be curated to really be like specialized for you. Because, you know, whenever we have frameworks or things, these are loose operating ways of, of doing things that need to be like humanized for you and your, your spaces and your people. So we can help you to make this for you. So I want you to be a part of it. So come on over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash community. So you can have this conversation and craft this for yourself and your brand with others doing the same. Community and accountability is a must for this work. And it is one of the key reasons why I never suggest that you do it alone. And it's why I always hope genuinely that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. As you take actions that help you and others and removing stigma and creating real change, just know that we're here with you. Together, we can continue to get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So until the next time. Keep the dialogue going. Bye.
Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?